Hello and welcome to the Carl Turner Financial Success Podcast. On this episode, we'll discuss the monthly market update. I'll discuss why the markets have been so volatile, some of the key reasons and current issues, and if there's any positives to take away from the current market conditions. Then I'll give a brief outlook onto the autumn months, what investors should do moving forwards. As always, feel free to reach out if you'd like to discuss your own situation, your own investments, pensions, or funds. So it's the last day in August, with most major markets entering a bear market territory in in June, bouncing back in July. Then August has been very flat with a lot of volatility throughout the month. Markets and portfolio values partially recovered over the summer due to the worst case scenarios for the economy looking more unlikely. It does, however, look like the market and portfolio recovery will carry on being bumpy and very volatile over the next few months. Friday's market sell-off is a good example. The markets they haven't fully priced in the ongoing inflation and interest rate rises. So in this podcast, we'll actually explain some of the key topics. Let's start with some of the market concerns causing this volatility. So the main concerns and issues which are affecting markets globally are the ongoing inflation, interest rate and oil and gas price uncertainty. The current inflation levels in the US, Europe and the UK are considerably higher than the 2% targets and with the ongoing geopolitical issues, it's hard to predict oil price and that stability is not really there. Inflation looks like it's here to stay for some time. Although oil prices have dropped recently over the last month or so, the gas price soared over the last month due to the ongoing war in Ukraine and the risk of a complete shutdown from the Russian gas supplies to Europe. Other market fears based around the US economy slowing down. So the US and European economies continue to slow as tighter financial conditions and inflationary pressures impact activity. One of the big issues is company earnings in the US. So at a headline level, it looks okay, but once you take out the energy stocks, you can see that the earnings picture has not been so great. Another issue is the possibility of future interest rate increases and the Fed's uncertainty with the policy change. So interest rates, they've been hiked aggressively over the past year, uh, both in the UK and the US. And last Friday, 26th of August, it was a realization to markets that interest rate rises aren't over yet with all major Western markets, US, Europe and UK stocks finishing considerably lower. And they're all related to comments from the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, who he indicated there's going to be further aggressive interest rate rises to restore price stability. So understanding their thoughts, this basically means recent falls in inflation. It's not enough for the Fed and the US Fed want inflation to drop even more before they'll actually stop increasing interest rates. So we still don't know what's going to happen with inflation, interest rates, and markets have been potentially viewing the peak of interest rates too optimistically with the drop on Friday that clearly shows that that wasn't really priced in. So there's some of the issues and reasons for the ongoing volatility in the markets in August. So 
With this uncertainty, is there actually any good news? Well, on the positive side, although the US you know, they might be actually in a technical recession, the ongoing slowdown has not it's been quite mild so far. Employment's still strong, and if markets are to be believed, interest rates will peak early next year. Taking a look outside of US and Europe, China, they're actually using stimulus packages to boost their economy. And up until now, they've avoided any major crash with the potential banana skin with the property market. Um, There's a lot of red tape being restricted and lifted for a lot of their larger companies and multinationals to boost their economy. Also, some other potentially good news is it does look like inflation is starting to drop. And the core values, if you look in the US, excluding food and energy, they've actually dropped to 4.6%. So it looks like it is reducing and heading the right way, but obviously not at a fast enough rate for the Fed. Another positive is consumer spending. Still quite strong uh, with a big boost to tourism and leisure over the summer months. Uh, Consumer spending has actually increased by 1.5% adjusted for inflation over the past quarter. And consumer spending is often linked to the job market, which has also remained quite strong in the US, with personal income actually raising in July. So when you look at it, there's a lot of uncertainty, but there's also some positive areas for investors to consider. And the situation is not all bad news. There's still some opportunities in the market. Historically, volatility tends to increase through the next few months in September and October, especially in years leading up to a US midterm election. The equities tend to perform well in the following months, suggesting clients should remain patient and have discipline with the next few months ahead. While markets have actually shored up over the summer months with gains throughout the summer, there's still a lot of uncertainty and increased volatility that will carry on over the next few months. So what can investors do? For clients that are in cash, I've been helping them add money into the markets very slowly in the portfolios. I have not been rushing, moving into the markets in one go. Investors can invest through this uncertainty by adding on on a regular basis, taking advantage of dollar cost averaging. And they can also do this from a lump sum using sequencing to add money into the markets over time to accumulate more fund units or shares at lower prices as long as they're looking to hold over the medium to long term. Also, it's key to keep your portfolio diversified across different asset classes and countries as a way to reduce market risk and volatility in any specific area. As always, the best advice is to make sure that your assets are in the right risk category for your own current circumstances and your investment timescale. And if it isn't broken, don't fix it. If you'd like to have a discussion about your own situation, feel free to reach out via email. I'm easy to find. Just type my name, Carl Turner, into LinkedIn and I'll come up.